The Cleveland Browns have made their first big splash of the 2022 NFL offseason, trading for wide receiver Amari Cooper from the Dallas Cowboys, getting him on a deal that is very, very sweet, only giving up pick 155 in exchange of sixth-round picks. Where does this leave Jarvis Landry? Are his days in Cleveland done? And the Deshaun Watson situation. If the Browns are serious about this, how does it all work? All that and more on your latest Locked on Browns. You are Locked on Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We got a bunch to get to and some really, really big Browns news to get to, as we will right here, right now. Appreciate everybody makes Lockdown Browns their first listen day in, day out. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show itself at Lockdown Browns, follow back account. DMs are open, you know, when the important stuff, the big news, yeah. Pete Smith, always in for the ride from Browns Digest on SportsIllustrated.com at underscore Pete Smith underscore. The Cleveland Browns have acquired wide receiver Amari Cooper from the Dallas Cowboys. The teams will exchange six-round picks. The Cowboys will receive also pick 155 in the 2022 NFL draft. Amari uh, Cooper obviously comes with a lot of success to the Dallas Cowboys. The first thing with this deal and Pete and I had talked about this yesterday on yesterday's episode. Yeah, I put out a tweet last night kind of thinking that this was something that if it was possible, and keep in mind, the information we were getting yesterday was talking maybe third-round pick, which could have been 78 or 98, fourth-round pick. The Browns hold, uh, hold 106, 117. Um, the fact that you can get this done for pick 155 and swapping sixes, that's uh, on its face, it's a great deal. Um, the other thing of this deal, what it tells me, Pete, and I'm, I, I'm assuming you'll probably agree here, is if it was pick 155, it means like Dallas was very, very close to releasing Amari Cooper. It also sounds that if the Cleveland Browns got into an open market battle for Amari Cooper, it's something that they may not have won. So the Browns were able to find something to satisfy the Cowboys enough that they would go ahead and trade him. Um, but either way, look, the first major domino of the 2020 offseason, 2022 offseason falls for the Cleveland Browns. They acquire a proven number one wide receiver, runs routes. This is – and I, I, I'm sure the money's not ideal, and there's already talks that the money's going to maybe get worked on, worked with somehow, some way. The player itself, the getting of him, fantastic. If you would like to say the money would be better – Yes, but overall, Pete, this appears, you know, on paper, a solid move for Andrew Barry and one they needed to get done uh, so they could start fo- putting their focuses otherwise. When you have a lot of needs at defensive line, which is D-tackle and D-end, uh, you have a lot of needs at the wide receiver position. You needed to find a way to at least satisfy one of those positional groups, and it's not fully done by any means in the wide receiver room, but at least something here where you can at least say, all right, we can focus our attention here, here, and here, and we've at least got one thing accomplished. We've got one big player into each of these separate positional groups. Well, I think um, I think the fifth round pick is 
worth the price of not having to uh, chase free agents, free agent wide receivers. Uh, Which there's not, a, there weren't many left anyway. So I, I think, um, and that's not, I mean, I, I mean, giving up a fifth round pick without getting Cooper is worth not having to potentially get in a bidding war for some of these options that were in free agency. Um, I, because I think the line, the, the line is very uh, small between it's a thin line between getting a good player you're excited about and getting a, a bad contract you're already dreading. Um, so getting Cooper is good on that front. Um, one, I, I, well, I should say, I think that the, deal is effectively a one-year deal. Um, I don't imagine the Browns or Cooper are going to change this this money this year. I, I understand that there's a possibility that they could theoretically uh, convert some of his salary into a signing bonus. I, I don't think that makes a ton of sense for them. I think they're going to just stick with it. And then if both sides are happy after this year, then they can negotiate from there – um, potentially reducing some of that salary for guaranteed money and and and, and essentially working on an extension. Um, if you got nothing but one year of Amari Cooper for a fifth round pick at the twenty million dollar price tag, that deal is fine. It's not a great deal, but it's fine. It, it gets you where you need to go. I, I think Amari Cooper can be a nice first step in overhauling this wide receiver room. He gives you a lot of the things that the Browns needed, a guy who can beat man coverage, a guy who can provide some space for your offense, a guy that can force uh, opponents to to keep their safeties back a little bit. Those are all things the Browns needed. He provides all of the things on a, on that base level that Odell Beckham provided. I think the th- trick with this is you have to have realistic expectations. Uh, I think you need to treat – Amari Cooper like a cog, like essentially a number two in a world where the Browns just assemble a bunch of number two receivers or number twos and number threes. Uh, they don't get in the habit of trying to force passes to him. They sort of allow the offense to flow, uh, you know, path of least resistance, you know, all that stuff. Uh, if this now allows the Browns to take a very uh, – you know, not a less pressured uh, focus into free agency. They don't have to chase somebody, but if the deal is there to be made and they like it, they can pull the trigger. If not, they could potentially explore other trades or just wait until the draft. And through that, then they can potentially assemble a pretty good wide receiver room. It may not be great, but it at least should allow the Browns to have an offense that functions, which is, that's really the battle right now. This is, the offense was dysfunctional last year, and there are any number of reasons you can get into for that. But Amari Cooper puts you on the path to being functional. The question for Amari Cooper is, how bad do you want to be good um, given sort of some of the um, criticisms that were lobbied at him at Dallas, including questions about his effort in their playoff game? Um, you know, can he – Utilized this year, not unlike uh, Jadevian Clowney did, and use this to really rebuild your your value. Even if ultimately it's just that one year deal, it's a it's an interesting opportunity for Amari Cooper. 
like I said, I like the deal. I don't think it's a it's a, a game changer or anything, but it's a solid deal that doesn't stop them from doing other things and gives them some options in terms of how they want to operate. If you're looking at this and, you know, with say now pick 44, say pick 78, who knows what other work could be done? Pick 13. It's now a wide receiver room of Amari Cooper, a high draft pick, Donovan Peoples-Jones, whatever you think about Donovan Peoples-Jones to this point, year two, he improved from year one as a former six-round pick. Is he ever going to be a star? Probably not. Um, He's showing to be, I think, a functional piece. There's no way you can count on him to be a wide receiver one or wide receiver two. Totally understandable. Um, You know, you're hoping for maybe that wide receiver two play. Anthony Schwartz, obviously, you know, the huge gap of missed time was certainly not a help to Anthony Schwartz's rookie year. Um, you know, came through with, you know, a, a nice outing in Green Bay on Christmas Day. Um, so you got to see some of what Anthony Schwartz can do. Obviously, David Njoku is going to be a part of this. You got to think with the you know commitment they now are putting in him, he's going to be a pretty, you know, focal point in that offense. We've talked in the past about guys like David Njoku and Harrison Bryant can be split out. We'll see where it goes from there. Amari Cooper, you're talking about a player who's maxed out at high career high of 92 receptions in a season, career high of uh, 1,189 yards receiving. Uh, career high in touchdowns, eight, which he did twice. So you're getting a player in here who's got the juice. Um, for m- the most part, and from what we're going, moving on from in Odell Beckham Jr., and not necessarily Jarvis Landry, pretty much quiet guy. Pete Amari Cooper doesn't speak much. I believe his last social media presence was in 2016. So that just lets you know, obviously, that's not something, you know, uh, Pete and I, we joke all the time about cryptic tweet season. Uh, that's not really something that seems you're going to get from Amari Cooper. Um, and look, if it is on its face, a one-year deal, which is certainly understandable, and you can see you know, the language within said contract to view it as a one-year deal, um, maybe this, maybe the Browns and with the way the quarterback situation works out, maybe it's an advantage to him. Though I'm going to do the best I can in 2022. We'll see if I'm there longer. We'll see if the quarterback's there longer. We'll see you know, what's going on there. But so you know, getting Amari Cooper in here, his ability – um, I think it's safe to say, Pete, he, he, he's a player I'd say you can just throw out there and you could say 80, 1,000, six to eight touchdowns. And for a lot, that doesn't sound that great. But comparing that to wide receiver we've, production we've seen here over the last couple of years, that would be outstanding. Sure. I mean, look, he was the number two receiver on a, in a, a, a very productive – Cowboys passing game. Um, they had a ton of options and they spread the ball around and they made a lot of plays. I mean, I, I know the immediate reaction for so many is, well, the Browns are a run first offense. Maybe, um, but that hasn't always been the case. I mean, ultimately, I think they want to do what's best for them. And at t- a lot of the time that is running the football because they have a usually have a talented offensive line and have some really nice backs, but there have been no shortage of occasions, uh, especially in 2020 and, and 2021, they, you know, they were forced into being a pass first offense because teams were loading up against the run so much. Um, the bottom line is they just have to be a better offense and Amari Cooper can make this a better offense and a better offense is going to lead to more production for everybody, or at least that's the goal. And I think, if you focus on that type of efficiency and you just grow the offense then there's, you know, you grow the pie, so to speak, then there's more opportunity for everybody else. The pie was so damn small last year. It didn't matter. 
Yeah. So look, I, I just, for for me, it was a relief. And and if you know, if you saw my tweet last night, I kind of you know felt that this was maybe one where the Browns were. It was just something they had to do. Um, and again, keep in mind the price tag that was being floated around then was you know third round, fourth round pick to get this done for a fifth and a sixth, you know, a swap a sixth. And let's be honest, Pete. At that point, I mean, you know, six sixth round, we're talking, you know. He's got some traits I like, or he had some production in college. There's a lot to work with. Yeah, yeah. So the swap of six is nothing. You know, 155. This team did hold nine draft picks. They haven't made nine draft picks in this regime yet. Maybe felt that they were never going to make the nine draft picks. And if you're telling me you're more confident in pick 155 than Amari Cooper, yeah, the money again. It's not fabulous, but you kind of know when you're pretty damn sure what you're getting in a player like Amari Cooper. End of the day, it's just something you had to do. Well, look, I mean, the bottom line is the Browns have to make their receiver room better. Um, and and it, it cannot be understated that regardless of who plays quarterback for this team, it has to be better. Um, and, and you know, I, I still think Baker Mayfield is going to be the quarterback in 2022. But mm-hmm. if he's not in 2023, whoever's that, whoever's that quarterback has, has to have more help. So – that's a big part of this is whether you're trying to attract a veteran next year or draft a rookie uh, or, or extending Mayfield, whatever the case may be um, you need to make that part of the game better. And you have to make this job. You have to make this offense more functional. So you do that. You eliminate the need to go into free agency desperate. You sort of set the table for what this offense can be, which has the potential to be pretty damn good. Um, given what we've seen from it with less, um, there's a lot to be cautiously optimistic about with, with the way they are going and how Andrew Barry is sort of dealing with these particular situations. Um, actually just real quick, and this is actually kind of funny, two tweets, uh, obviously, uh, Des Bryant, shake my head in retaliation of the Amari Cooper trade, uh, AJ Brown, Tennessee Titans. One of the league's best route runners, maybe the best route runner in the league, is worth a fifth and a sixth round pick. Shake my head. This league can be cruel when money's involved, and I will just close it with this before we start to move on. You know, a couple other things we're gonna we're gonna continue on the wide receiver route here. Uh, you know about you know, the exits that are looking to come from there, and you know what's the best uh, way to attack the future of it. Um, the NFL is cruel, mistress, and you know for the Dallas Cowboys, keep pumping all that money into Ezekiel Elliott. When Tony Pollard is the much more efficient running back for your team, the Joneses, they are a pleasure. Uh, as I said, we're going to get to a little bit more wide receiver talk here. Continue on through here. Your latest lockdown Browns, folks, Amari Cooper, going to be wearing the brown and white. Built Bar, baby. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right. Thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I really enjoy eating them. If you tried the puffs, if you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They are fluffy. They are marshmallowy. They are not just a protein bar. They are a treat. And they are covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, yummy, simony, ichero, coconut marshmallow. Banana cream pie, so good. These are going to be your new favorites. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, the puffs are included. 100% real 
chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to built.com. Scroll down the macro charts. You'll be blown away. High protein, low calories, high fiber, low carb. Most of the bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious and new flavors coming out all the time. If they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it and it will be delicious. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Moving on, Pete. Now, with this news, um, and I don't see a way this is going to work out unless, you know, within the trade, a a contract will be worked out at a lesser number. The Browns have given basically Jarvis Landry, you know, if you can find a home of your preference, we can work out some sort of deal. Uh, we'll, we're granting you that right. Go ahead and do that. Um, I know there was some you know, chatter, and I don't know where it came out today, but there was some talk that maybe Jarvis Landry and his agent were starting to have a little bit more of an understanding of what their market worth was. But it seems most likely that with Amari Coomer walking in to the Browns wide receiver room, the end of Jarvis Landry's four-year run to Cleveland Browns has arrived, Pete. Um. Yeah, this thing's interesting. I, like, let's put I, all right. Let's go there right there. Jarvis Jarvis Landry will take seven million to play for the Browns next year. In or out? Don't ask me that because you know what I'll say. Um, You're gonna say no. I, Is I there will, a yeah. number? Is there a number? For me, no. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. I I have no interest, and it's not because he's a bad person or a bad bad player it's a bad fit for what this team wants to do he's a tight end on a, on a team full of t- he's a tight end in a, rec- a in receiver's body go that run the routes that are going to clog up where we would like austin hooper david ajoku harrison bryant and kareem hunt running their routes and dimitri felton the problem for and that the, the the problem for landry is he's finding I, I, I well i think he already knew i i think this was partly behind sort of the 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 tweets he made earlier in the month uh he or I should, end of last month. He sort of knows what his market is. It's not good. Like there's an understanding that he's not, you know, a, a top of the line receiver. Assuming you believe he ever was. So nobody is trading for that contract. Nobody. Like, come on. Nobody's going to pay him fourteen point eight million dollars. If the Browns are keeping him, it's probably going to be under, you know, eight million dollars or under. That's assuming the Browns are interested in that that arrangement. The you know the, the Landry might be trying to argue. Well, if we extend this out and I sort of get that money over a couple of years, you know, the, the, that 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 uh, sixteen point three million dollars over a couple of years, that's pretty good. I think the Browns are going to hold firm against that. And Landry's basically got to decide, is it worth making potentially around $8 million 
in Cleveland, or is he going to, you know, is he going to probably get paid less to go elsewhere? I don't imagine he ends up staying in Cleveland. Um, and then, you know, he can sort of go, well, uh, you know, I'm taking less to go win when there's really no market for him. I, I don't know what that team is, but I, 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 I think I, I definitely believe he can contribute to a team. He's just going to be like a, number three wide receiver who sort of acts as a tight end and a team that on a team that doesn't really use a lot of tight ends or can take advantage of the under part of the little field. Jarvis Landry is a guy who benefits from other people creating space. And unfortunately the Browns have a lot of those. They don't have guys, you know, Amari Cooper is hopefully helping to answer that guys who can create space. Um, that has been a big problem for this team the last two years. And I don't think he's going to stay here uh, and, and because I think the Browns recognize this problem and they, they know they've been living a lie the past two seasons. It was a wide receiver room. Again, this is a wide receiver room they inherited. And at the time, it was a, a difficult spot with the money that was tied up there. And the fact that they were you know, on paper two big names, granted they were slowly coming down the hill as players and effective players at the time, which is a really, really tough spot to be in. Um, look, for Jarvis Landry, everybody knows, uh, you know, Pete and I's stance on it. It wasn't a question about whether or not he was a good player. It wasn't a question about, you know, you know, whatever that team leader stuff looked. It's not in your contract, man. It's not. There's a lot of people, Jadavian Clowney, who is his own man. I mean, the type of guy that will tell you, don't follow me because I ain't here to lead you. You don't pay for those things. You just don't. So it was always about money versus production. Was he, uh, you know, was he part of this franchise turning a corner, gaining some res respectability? Yes, 100%. There's no denying that. But again, there is nowhere in a contract and there's nowhere in the monet monetization of the contract that's accounting for that. You, they don't give a crap if you're the biggest jerk off in the world. But if you do everything that's asked of us and you ball out on game day, that is what we are paying for you. When you show up to practice, you do your job on game day, and you ball out, we'll pay you. Lead, whatever, culture changing, none of that comes into monetization. And not a knock on Jarvis Landry by any means. Very good within who he is. He always has had kind of an old man's type of game to him. Um, and his intelligence, um, you know, his route running at times, where, where he was able to win, I think over the last couple of years with how more athletic these wide receivers are and everybody positional-wise on a whole, the more and more this league has gotten infused with plus athletes, it makes it really, really difficult for a guy like Jarvis Landry to stay towards the top, to stay towards that guy who once had 100 receptions, to stay towards that guy who could easily eclipse 1,000 yards, get anywhere from 8 to 10 touchdowns. Nothing of this is a knock. And he, you know, he did what was asked of him. He didn't give himself that contract. It was given to him, but he was never going to match it. We said it since day one. He was never going to match that contract production wise. Was he a vital part of this piece, this team for the last four years? There's no way around it. You're not a fool. You're not ignorant to it. He was. He truly was. But Pete, God, Pete, I hear you. You got something. I just, I don't know. I mean, like, everybody talks to me about, like, well, he's a critical part of the 
the the the character in the you're the, smacking the, Miles Garrett and Nick Chubb in the face when you say those type of things. Well, and but, it's not a knock on it's not a knock on Landry, but well, but, it was about what was the future of this team and Miles Garrett and Nick Chubb were the future of this team. But beyond that, like it's this weird duality where people are like, you know, Jarvis Landry is critical to the culture and he helped change everything. And then on yeah, the if you only played high saying, school football and you don't do what me and you do every day, that don't mean a bale of beans here. It makes but, a great story when you're in high school, but go ahead. But it doesn't even that that part would be fine if we aren't also saying, well, what's wrong with the Browns culture? It seems like they've got problems in the locker room and stuff. Like, which is it? It can't be both. Either, either he is. A, a huge part of the culture and they have a good one or he's a bat, you know, he's a, a good egg in sort of a, a, a batch of bad ones. And the Browns have bigger problems than that. And he's not the one that's going to solve it. Ultimately they, that, that would see, suggest they have cracks in the foundation and need to get guys out of here. Um, but that's the problem is like either he's either the culture is not nearly as bad. And obviously I don't think it is because I think if they win games, they'll be, they'll be fine. Um, you know, you, what you saw last year is a lot of frustration on a team that was losing injured and everything else. Um, but that's the thing is like, he can be a great culture guy. Uh, but this team has brought in more guys that can sort of carry some of that burden. You guys like JOK guys like Greg Newsome, you know, some of those guys can, can make a big difference. So um, it doesn't mean that Landry wasn't valuable. It's just, he was never going to justify being paid $59 million over four years. Uh, his agent should be, you know, inducted to the pro football hall of fame. Um, he did fine. Like he was okay. His achievements are overstated. He had one great year out of four one. I, and I know he made it to the pro bowl a second time, but that year was a complete travesty to the pro bowl. The NFC should have sent about nine receivers before the AFC sent one. Um, and that's the year the Browns sent both Beckham and Landry. Um, neither one, or I'm sorry, Landry deserved that year. The year before, uh, he did not when he went 976 yards for like 149 targets, which is like a running back. Um, so he's a been a nice player. He wasn't as good as even Braylon Edwards, but he was a hell of a lot nicer of a guy to deal with. Um, so what is that worth? It's good. It's not a great player. It's a nice player, uh, but the Browns will will endure, and and Amari Cooper can be a big part of that if he wants to be. I, I don't see any reason this you know doesn't work out with Amari Cooper. And look for Jarvis Landry to move on. I mean, your choices are simple here. You know, do you go ring chasing, which means do you go to a better team, making lesser money? Um, it's a possibility. Uh, you've already had a really really fine payday for the last four years uh, with the Cleveland Browns, or is it, you know, you're going to go try and chase the highest offer. Um, not going to you know disrespect the guy either way, um, but it's, you know, the Browns moved on from, you know, the Browns, looks like the Browns are moving on from Jarvis Landry. Um, this is something that was most likely, regardless of how this season played out, good or bad, uh, was going to happen. Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, it was, they were making money that just wasn't matching the production. Um, you know, I know there's people who are going to say, oh, well, is Mari Cooper going to do the same thing? Possible. Certainly possible. No, um, but it's, it's not. 
He's not, no. but that's what, he's not. But you, you look, you, you want you have to understand but that they, going in. But at least the Browns are doing it with their guy in this decision. But go ahead. Yeah, I mean, he's just not going to warrant twenty million dollars. Um, he would have to have a you know if he can match basically his best year ever. Um, fine, but I, I don't think so. That's if he can match his career highs of ninety-two for eleven eighty-nine and eight touchdowns, we're not going to talk about this because even if you say it's less, it's a minimal amount where it's not really that much of an issue. Um, and of course, you know, we still have you know free agency opening here again. Not a ton of great options at the wide receiver position. Uh, there's not a lot there. We'll see how it works out. Uh, draft certainly offers some options, you know. So that's not something we're all of a sudden turning a blind eye to. As far as you know, the wide receiver class here in the 2022 NFL draft, uh, we're going to get to another big one here, and we're going to keep it straight football. Just going to tell you all now. We're going to continue here a little bit more. Locked on Browns, Pete Smith from Sports Illustrated, in with your host, Jeff Lloyd, for the ride. It is that time of year again, as college basketball tournament is finally upon us. From the latest odds, contests, and player props, Bet Online is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. Bet Online remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is including, I'm sorry, Bet Online has all the information you need, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. Pete, I don't think either one of us is foolish enough to believe that there is nothing between the Deshaun Watson rumors and the Browns. Here's first things first, where everybody knows, look, you know Pete and I's stance. We ask that our players be good players. We ask that they not give us issues off the field. That's it. We're done. We're not going any further with that. The question here is, Pete, is, you know, are the Browns interested in this where he can maybe be stolen for not market value, which, again, it seems kind of odd the way this front office and this team is now constructed to go this route. Uh, you know, Malik McDowell was a much different story. It was a little bit, you know, removed. This situation with him is not over. But, Pete, the question is, you know, A, number one, even if the Browns were interested, is Houston going to keep him in the AFC? Houston, their hands may be tied in this situation. There are spots, you know, AFC South, Carolina, possibly Tampa Bay, certainly looking for openings at the quarterback position. For me, years ago when Deshaun Watson was coming out of Clemson, we were talking, discussing. I said, look, you know, there were questions about his velocity at the time. I think those questions maybe for the most part are possibly diminished some, some. But basically what I said is we'll put him in Houston. And it was eight games a year in Houston. Close the roof if you have to. A ninth game in Indianapolis. A 10th game in Jacksonville, an 11th game in Nashville, Tennessee. There's 11 of your 16 games at the time, 16, not 17. And that's where he went. And you know, th- on the field, thrived. Sure, did some really good things. Never really achieved the heights, the team, you know, where, you know, it came to big time play for the Houston Texans. But, you know, 
if you're the Browns, is are you going to go this route? And it, look, it's going to leave this roster vulnerable at other spots if you do go this route because it's going to cost you a lot of draft capital. And it's going to be really, really difficult to make up for that loss, especially as you are now paying a player like Amari Cooper. You're now paying a player like Deshaun Watson. So you're going to need more draft assets or at least high-end draft assets to fill in the needs that you can't because the money dried up real quick. Is there really any way that this works out in an advantageous situation for the Cleveland Browns, Pete? Um. It's difficult to say. I mean, if you were to ignore everything that has gone on and say, you know, blink that out from existence. And let's and just for, first things first, Pete, if he was a t- top 25 or less quarterback in the NFL, would we be even having these conversations? Because this would be enough where, hey, bro, when all this is over, we'll talk then. But for right now, nah, we good. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I don't know. As him would keep him simply because they sort of know the player, but in general, no, this would not be a thing. You'd sort of dump him and move on. I mean, like it, it's just you know, again, juice isn't worth the squeeze in that scenario. I mean, the, considering what is being alleged, uh, or you know. It's, you know, it, it goes so far beyond the pale. Um, if, if that stuff's not there, Deshaun Watson is a great player who still scares me in, in the AFC North, um, given the way he plays um, and given the way the ball comes out of his hand. Um, he does, you know, people will note that he has a great, um, deep ball in sort of this long arcing thing, but he does not have a good arm in terms of being able to having to put a, the ball on a spot or on a, like a cross field throw or like those type of throws. He just doesn't have that. Um, and I, and I worry about that when, you know, you, you, ha- he has struggled in those scenarios in the playoffs and late in the season because it was seemingly at least, factored by climate that stuff concerns me that doesn't change the fact that he's a very very good player uh and and you know certainly better than what the browns have and what that can be mean for them but even if you just match the deal that the seattle seahawks made with the denver broncos that's um that that deal if you match it might be okay um, but if you're going higher than that, then you become really, it becomes really challenging to sort of make that work. If you give up a first and second round pick for each of the next two years and like some middling pick, you, you trick pick swap, but then you give up what would be the quarterback in Baker Mayfield. You give up, uh, you know, two players somewhere on the team that, you know, might be okay. Um, might be pretty good players. Or, or half project like I think to, to me Donovan Peoples Jones is sort of the the Noah Fant of of what the Browns might be, but whether or not they'd be willing to give up him, I don't know. But would the Browns be better if they matched that sort of deal, that framework? Yes. Um, is it worth it in the long run? Difficult to say. Certainly, it gives them some more options in terms of um, 
how they, you know, they, they might be more attractive to free agent weapons or players in general, thinking they have an opportunity to win. It might give them a little bit more of a, um, some options in terms of how, how else they want to trade. Like, you know, Fletcher Cox is a name that's been out there. Maybe if you have, uh, you know, a player like uh, Deshaun Watson, that becomes a more in- intri- uh, interesting option for you. Or, you know, Tyler, Tyler Lockett's a guy I've mentioned uh, I really like, and, and they may be waiting to see if they can land him uh, before they let Lockett. 100%, because there's a lure. If you're Deshaun Watson, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, yeah, that's pretty good looking. Yeah, and ultimately I think that's he's going to end up in one of those two places, either Seattle Carolina. or Carolina. Matt um, Rule is ready to sell his soul because he knows he's already on the hot seat regardless of how long his deal is. Um, and none of this takes into account that Deshaun Watson is almost certainly going to be suspended for six games. That is the precedent. Personal when, conduct uh, policy here. Well, no doubt. Yeah. Um, so I my concern is that the Browns have had ample opportunity. Like, obviously, they've been linked to this. And, and they've had any uh, any number of opportunities they, they could come out and, and end this and say, no, we're not doing this. Um, that speculation is crap. I worry about that, uh, the, even the perception – um, and obviously I can't know with certainty, certainty what has and has not happened. My question is and continues to be what, what is a rational explanation for a person like Sean Watson to have uh, gone to no fewer than 40 different massage therapists in such a different time, in such a small amount of time. And so many of those are just in Texas. I don't know how you can come to answer that question and not be at least, if not just very concerned, then weirded out by it because I, I just can't <laughs> like to me that that's a massive red flag. And, and unfortunately, you know, it, it wasn't this front office. It wasn't even this owner, but the Browns have a really troubling his, situation in this in the not too distant future or distant past. And that's Kellen Winslow. And you had behaviors that were outlined uh, that were like really concerning and they basically just ignored it. And now that, and then in the future, Winslow's behavior escalated and now he's serving a 14 year prison sentence for sex crimes in California, including rape. Like I can't say that, that is where Watson goes. He may not have any of these issues, but I also look at this and go, this is a disturbing pattern of behavior that, that the team at that point just ignored and allowed this to go on the same point. I'm looking at this and going, you, you visited all these massage therapists. Like how does this happen and what make this make sense to me? Uh, and I, and I have a difficult time doing that. And, and because of that fact, I have more questions uh, and, and more questions of that. Like uh, people are going to immediately go, well, innocent until proven guilty. I get it. But not only do the nature of these crimes make it really difficult to convict, but you also probably should have a higher standard in terms of who should lead your franchise of a, of a given sport. Like, is it enough to just be not proven guilty to say, yeah, go for it, go nuts. And the, the you know, the last question you have with all that is, 
what happens if this comes up again and some other therapist like then goes, this happened to me again, like in his chart is alleging these things happened and now it's in Cleveland or somewhere else while he's a member of the Browns and you're sitting there like, what do you do at that point? Because that's, there's so many just risks with this that uh, to me, I, I just don't think they are worth it. I know the Browns and every other team that have investigated this have people like they've had their own people down there. They've hired private investigators to look into this and maybe they've come to some magical conclusion that sort of ties up all these, these ends, but I don't know how they can come to a real answer on what actually happened between Watson and any of these women in this given situation that can possibly entirely exonerate him. If they do, I'd love to hear it, but that is where I'm sort of at on this. And I, and I, and I worry about the taint this leaves on the Browns front office, who I really like, but this is making it really difficult for me to sort of, uh, sort of deal with. Well, and it, it, look, we've kind of opened Pandora's box a tad bit, and I'm not going to you know go greatly into this, but some of these are, he sought these people out. When you were an athlete, who's on the hook for, you know, making over a hundred million dollars in a pro sport. You aren't buying your cars. You aren't buying your groceries. You aren't doing any of those things, but you're using social media DMS to acquire something that is, is to take care of the absolute thing that is holy to your success, your body. Um, you know, it, it would seem, Hey, uh, I need a massage. I need a massage therapist. I'm assuming your team and your franchise would say, here are our top 10 in this area. We recommend any one of them. You know what? We will call. We will set it up for you. This seems, it doesn't seem like that is essentially what these were done. Why, you know, I mean, you make your living off of your body. Your body is, you know, it was, you know, you were blessed by God. You worked your ass off to get to where you were at. You were given a lot of God given ability. It's your temple. It, it is what is making you it, this elite athlete who makes all this money. And you're using a social media DM to bring in somebody who's supposed to take care of all that. It just seems fishy at, at the end of the day, you know, may never, you know, I'm not saying he's going to get prosecuted. I don't think he ever is. I don't know you know, how any of this plays out, but it just seems really, really crazy that that's the avenue you're, you're going to. It, you know, it basically, you know, you smell smoke, you think there's some fire, um, but that's it. We're done there. Look, the Browns have acquired Amari Cooper. They have one big domino and hopefully it will be a couple of big dominoes here over the next, I guess at this point, it's going to be 48 hours with free agents kicking off Monday as we're recording this late Saturday night. Get a veteran D tackle in here who can help plug with the run, figure out whether or not Jadavian Clowney is going to be able to move on to this desired destination that's going to pay him this money or not, or get somebody else in here. And then you want to know what? Bring in a couple of role players. Let's get to the draft. Um, Browns offseason in full swing, 2022. Amari Cooper, your new wide receiver, one with the Cleveland Browns. He is Pete Smith, Browns Digest and SI.com. Obviously a lot of stuff put out today as the Browns make this acquisition. Uh, a lot of stuff coming in the forthcoming days as free agency. I'm sorry. Uh, legal tampering period kicks off on Monday. Make sure you're checking all that out. Follow at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Make sure you're checking out the podcast as well. Uh, for Pete's sake, I'm Jeff Lloyd at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Show self locked on Browns. We appreciate everybody who makes locked on Browns their first listen day in, day out. This has been your daily delivery of all things dog pound. 
LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.